Good morning, church family. Amen. That sounds good. So good to see you in the house of the Lord today. And if you're a guest in the house, I would love for you to fill out a care card. You should find one in front of you there in the pew, uh, as well as an ink pen. And I would appreciate if you'd fill those out. And uh, they'll be taken up at the end of the service, so don't drop them in the offering plate uh, when that comes about. Uh, Is anyone have an announcement to make? Okay, Heather, come on. Y'all come on, girls. Let's move right along. Good morning. Just a reminder that VBS is Sunday, July the 11th through the 15th, 6 to 8 p.m. So it is sneaking up on us real fast. Um, If you have a child that's going to attend VBS, please uh, go online to our website and register them. Um, Just three points I'd like to make. Today, if anyone would like to order a VBS t-shirt, today is the last day that I need orders for those shirts. Um, If you don't have the money today, you have until the 29th of June to pay for the shirts, but I am going to place the order first thing in the morning, so please uh, see me. I will stay until the very end of church today in the children's wing, so if you'd like to order one, please get with me. Um, Also, if you are signed up to help with VBS, please check with me if I haven't already got with you about a background check. Even if we have one on file, we do need a background check every three years updated. Um, The last thing that I wanted to remind everyone of is next Sunday, June the 27th at 5 p.m. in the sanctuary, I'm going to do a VBS workshop. So if you are a volunteer If you've signed up to work for VBS, if you could please be here next Sunday night at 5 p.m. and I'll go over all the information that you need to equip you with running VBS properly this year. So thank you very much. Um, I just want to thank everybody that has donated gift cards or money to purchase gift cards for our women's ministry. Um, We are getting those gift cards for fostering faithfully so that children who are placed um, via DSS, it'll get them a first meal or a a meal here or there somewhere. But anyway, we've collected over, I think it's $260, $270 worth of gift cards. So if you haven't had a chance to do that and you still want to, um, next Sunday is going to be the cutoff. I'm going to deliver them on Monday, the 28th. So you can see myself or Kim Goss today We'll take the cards or we'll take money and go buy cards. But thank you so much. All right, just for all members of the safety security team, next Sunday, immediately following church fellowship hall, we're going to have a meeting. Uh, ask for all you guys to be there. Uh, we've got several issues to talk about. And uh, if you got any concerns or anything, bring them to me at that time. Thanks. Amen. Okay. I have a thank you note, WFBC men. A simple thank you doesn't say enough. All your efforts will always be remembered throughout the year, Della and Miss Frankie. And uh, I just want to say thank you for all of you guys who helped make the wood process uh, possible. Uh, We had a great crowd on Saturday. Uh, Not much to say about Friday. There was two old men that liked to work them to death. Uh, (laughs) But we got the three loads up and... uh, we had a good crowd um, on Saturday, and so hopefully that's going to do them for a good while. And uh, there's another project coming, so don't give up, men. 
Uh, that's our place. It's our uh, duty to take care of, of our people, and so that's what we uh, will be doing. Don't forget our youth trip. Continue to pray and give uh, that this might be possible. This will be mid-July. Um, Mac and those are on vacation this week, uh, and so uh, just be remembering uh, all those who are on vacation uh, in your prayers that God will watch over them and bring them back uh, safely to us. All right, we're going to hear from our future church. Okay, John. Man. at the front. I don't know if you want to put the children tighten up right here. Okay, listen up. I want every man that is 18 years or above 
come in line across the front. Let's go. Don't drag around. Every man in this church, I want you up front. Uh, you pray girls right here, I need All you men. Susan, how are you doing? Good, darling. Hey, thank you very much. <laughs> Babies, I'll tell you what I want you to do. Turn right around. Get you a fistful of them and start giving every man one. And don't all start over here. Scatter out, okay? All right, if you'll listen up now, guys. Uh, these three, three little ladies are fixing to give you a, a hickey-ma-doodle, okay? It's on one end and a back scratcher on the other, and I promise you, I love my back scratcher. And it says on here, it says, Blessed is the Father who walks with God. And I want every one of you to have one of these, so uh, these girls are working on giving them out. Uh, miss somebody. Yeah. Melanie? If you got a big back, you might want to. I don't know, you know. But mine works good. I'm, and I, I reach in the nighttime. A lot of times my back's itching at night. It knows where to go. And these mosquitoes, let me tell you, I, I can really give them trouble there, boy. I mean, it just makes you feel good, you know, to have your back scratched. Huh? Glenn, I want you to do the praying. Say uh, to all of you guys, thank you so much. Many of you are fathers. Some of you are not. But hopefully in the future you get married. You hear me? I said married first and then children. Uh, but you'll be, a, you'll be a good daddy and I thank you for your presence today. And uh, has anybody not got one of these men? Now, be careful. If you got a wife, she may get a hold to it. Sometime I can't find things, and I ask the main squeeze, where is this or that, okay? So, uh, Lynn, would you come and offer our prayer this morning? And uh, thank all of you guys for coming. Be faithful to God is the most important thing you can do. Say what you'd like. I don't know. Celebrate you to come in adoration and praise of who you are, Lord, our Creator, and and our Giver of the Word of your Scripture, Lord. We just we just thank you for that. That helps us so much, Lord. And as we think here of all the men here who are fathers. And ones who may be fathers one day, Lord, your word speaks boldly to them. Lord, help them just to feel your presence and know that they have an opportunity to mold and shape a life, 
especially ones with little ones, Lord. And those of us who our children are older, when now we have grandchildren, Lord, you give us the opportunity to mold and shape lives there. I thank you for each one of these men, Lord, for their faith. And just being here today, that is a blessing. A lot of men don't show up at church. And, Lord, we have lots of men, and I just praise your holy name for that. And, Lord, I thank you for my dad. He made an impression on me that I'll always have, and I thank you for him. He was hard, but he was a good dad. And I knew, I knew what I had to do. I was the oldest, and he expected a lot from me. But, Lord, I thank you for that. It means so much. And, Lord, I just ask you today to just be with us. Help us as we worship that we will just feel your presence and you will speak to us through your word and through the message and through the song. Lord, you are so good, and we just praise your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. As you go back to your seat. That's it. As you go back to your seats, listen carefully. I have plenty of these back scratchers, so if your dad's still living and he's not here today, I want you to come by to church, pick you up one or two or three, uh, and give him that today from First Baptist Church. All right? Okay, now as you get gathered here, uh, uh, Miss Susan's coming to lead us in our offertory hymn. All right, y'all, let's just settle down get back Let us begin our worship this morning by singing Shine, Jesus, Shine. Let us stand, please.
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity that we have to come and to worship you. Thank you for the sacrifice of your son Jesus that made it possible for us to have a personal relationship with you and that you walk with us and guide us. Father, I pray a special blessing over all the fathers in our lives today. Bless and protect them. Give them wisdom and discernment to lead in accordance with your will. Bless now this offering. Use it for the furthering of your work here in this congregation. Bless the gift and the giver. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Right, it's time for our children's bucket brigade. Now, many of you probably never seen this. Uh, it's been over a year since we've done this, uh, but our little children are going to come around to you with a bucket, and what they want is your pocket change. And uh, all this money goes to our children's ministry, not minister, but ministry uh, that goes on behind the scenes. So, uh, best thing to do is just get your bucket ready. I mean, get your change ready. Uh, because the buckets are coming. Jonah. Here you go, son. Hey, hey. Nobody ain't paying me no day. Hey, girls. Hey, whoa, whoa. Hey, y'all. Bye. Money. Hold on. I got some more.
they been to the choir? Y'all missing out. How about you, little man? Bible says don't keep the little children from coming. And I, I thank all of you uh, who have take two people to hold this up, looks like. Okay, lady. You can wait on that crowd to get out. It's such a beautiful sound to hear all that money going in those buckets, and it's going to a worthy cause, you can see. Thank you, kids, and thank you for, for giving. Let's continue our worship this morning by standing and singing Faith of Our Fathers.
now time for our, our prayer time. Uh, but before I call some names, uh, many of you uh, never had the opportunity to meet uh, my daddy uh, and Lynn's daddy and Lynn's mother and my mother. So what we've tried to do is going to work uh, to put up the pictures of my, my mom and daddy and Lynn's mom and daddy. So there we go. This is my dad and my mother. Uh, my mother passed away with cancer at the age of 75. She lived six weeks after they discovered uh, that she had cancer. And my dad sold out, moved up to Oconee County, joined Earl's Grove Baptist Church, Pearl Harbor Survivor, and uh, lived on our place. And I took care of him, and I was holding him in my arms the night that he went home to be with Jesus. And so I praise God for that opportunity. My dad taught me to work, to work hard. My mama taught me to tithe and to never rob God. So can we have Lynn's parents? This is Lynn's mother and daddy. I never, ever had a crossword with either one of them. They were good to me way before I asked for their daughter's hand. Lynn's daddy was a military man in the Army, and he always stressed when the kids come to table, do not leave anything on your plate because he was in Germany and saw many a child digging food out of a trash can to eat. He worked with one company for 38, 36 years, Transcontinental Gas Pipeline. He was a great fisherman, a great cook, and he always introduced me as Dot's son-in-law. Last couple of months or, or, or three or four months that he lived, though, he always introduced me as his son-in-law, and I had the privilege of seeing him saved, and I got to baptize him, and of course I did his funeral. Mother, mom, uh, came to live with us, and for three and a half years we took care of her day uh, at our house, and I was with her uh, the night she passed away. And so Lynn and I look back now, uh, the way that God blessed us with good parents. They saw to it that we were in church. They saw to it we got a good education, and uh, we loved them. And one day, uh, I look forward uh, to seeing them again. All right, Brother Keith Carnes is coming to lead us this morning. And if you want to join me here at the altar, now's the time for you to come. And if not, then you can join hands with someone. Of course, we want to continue to pray for our government officials, our military, our law enforcement of every branch, um, our um, first responders, our utility keepers, our farmers. And praise God, last night, God sent us a wonderful rain, almost two inches uh, in our gauge this morning. And so I praise the Lord for that. <clears throat> and it's so good to see our corn growing and our grain coming in, and the hay coming in, God has truly blessed us this season. And so we need to thank Him and praise His holy name. Our doctors, our nurses, our teachers and students are out of school now. Pray that they will have a good summer, and that God would watch over all of our children, and our vacationers, um, our county, our state government, um, also our world, the vaccine, the virus, our shut-ins, as well as those who are in the rest home today. 
and for Mr. Henry Cobb, uh, is now in the Campbell uh, nursing home there, um, being taken care of uh, there because he was a, a veteran. Uh, also, Jerry Dyer, I understand Jerry is sick. Um, we need to pray for Jerry Dyer. Um, also, our youth trip and our vacation Bible school, uh, the family of Cindy Butts and the family of Darren Tester. Uh, so if you would, Brother Keith, you come and lead us in our prayer and uh, join me here or either join hands with someone. If it's okay, it's going to be Brother John. Is that all right? Okay. Let's pray. Dear Father, we're thankful for our service. Thank you for our children. We always look forward to hearing them sing. They work hard. Thank you for the Bucket Brigade. Lord, thank you for those that gave to, to forward our children's ministries. It's, it's such an important part of our church. We pray for the upcoming vacation Bible school, Lord, that we will have our kids come. We'll have many kids that are unchurched kids that are not in church, that we can influence them with the Word of God, Lord, and, and then help us, those of us who will be teaching in Vacation Bible School, helping move the kids around, help us, Lord, to have the right things to say, and may we be close to you, may your Spirit be with us as we do our Vacation Bible School, Lord. We thank you for this service, with our emphasis on dads. The number one dad that I want to thank is our Heavenly Father who sent his son, who sacrificed his only son so that all of us might be able to be saved and, and be able to see him one day when we all get together in heaven one day. Lord, thank you for our Heavenly Father. Thank you for the son that you sacrificed. We thank we are thankful for the Spirit to be with us. And we thank thankful for our dads, Lord, our earthly dads, who showed us the way, who disciplined when we needed it, we maybe thought it was harsh at the time, but we know that we needed it to help us stay on the right path. I thank you for my father who served our family and who served our country. And we thank you for those here today that have served our country and continue to be upstanding dads for you. We thank you for this day. We ask you to be with the ones that need healing, Lord, and those that need comforting. We ask your spirit would be with them. We ask that you would have a physical touch also. Somebody be with those that, that need a touch today, Lord, to, to know that someone loves them. Sometimes that's all we need, Lord, is just somebody to listen, somebody to tell us that they love us. We thank you for our church family and the love that we feel here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
time now for a special time if our parents and, and the babies would come forward today, a special time in the life of our church when parents come uh, to dedicate their children. Where are you, parents? Here, come, let we waiting on y'all. <laughs> Got to go get them. Huh? Just wait on them. I guess come. Y'all can. Yeah, this is good. All right. See there, Mama's right on time. It's perfect time. Mama's right on time. It's a special time, and I think back when our boys were babies, um, it's an opportunity that these parents have to dedicate these children to God, and I'll say to you parents at the outset here, this has nothing to do with their salvation. Uh, you know, many children are, as babies are sprinkled, christened, whatever you want to say, a lot of times that's all they ever get. But this has nothing to do with their salvation. But it's your part of dedicating these babies to the Lord. And also, congregation, you'll have a place to speak, so make sure you find your uh, bulletin insert for that. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And these words which I command you this day shall be upon your hearts, and you shall teach them diligently to your children, and, to, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk, and by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. As a household of faith in the family of God, the members of this church congregate you as you bring your children to be dedicated to the Lord. We wish each of you to feel in your heart that you are doing a very important thing in presenting your children to the Lord in his sanctuary. Even as the child Jesus was presented uh, in the temple. Be assured that God is pleased with this ancient custom. And know in your heart that God will hear every prayer for these children who are dedicated to him on this special day. God has blessed you with the joys and responsibilities of parenthood. Therefore, do you dedicate yourselves before God and these witnesses in this building of a Christian home and to nurture and admonition of the Lord? We dedicate ourselves to this holy task. Do you promise to pray for and with your child that he or she may grow up in the knowledge and the love of God? Do you promise to do all you can by teaching and an example of leading your child at the, at the proper age to accept Jesus Christ as his or her personal Lord and Savior and to follow his will? We dedicate ourselves to this holy task. To you, the congregation, do you as members of the Westminster First Baptist Church acknowledge and accept the responsibility together with these parents 
of teaching and guiding these children that being brought up in the instruction and the fellowship of the Lord, they may be led in time to trust Christ as their Savior and confess Him as Lord. Church, if you so signify this, will you so signify this in dedication by standing? All right, I want to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for these precious parents. Thank you for these precious babies that they hold in their arms. And Lord, I pray that you'd bless them as they teach and train and lead their children. God, that these children might go, grow up to be great Christians, good church people, and good countrymen. Lord, I pray that you would bless today in this effort, for we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. All right, we have certificates here and Bibles. Uh, make sure we get this here. And Kinsley and Caden. All right. And over here with Parker. If y'all can hold that up, Carol, somebody's going to be making pictures here. Uh, This one here on a Wednesday night, he looked up at me and says, what is your name? <laughs> All right. We got the pictures? All right, give God a hand for these parents. Thank you all so much. God bless you. have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Luke. <clears throat> we'll be reading uh, chapter 15, the Gospel of Luke, verses 20 through 32. Verses 20 through 32. Of course, this is the article son who asked for his part of the inheritance before his daddy passed. He wanted it then, and he wanted it now. And so we pick up on the story because his dad every day went to search and to look for that son. In verse 20, And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, and he had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. And his father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and he began to be merry. Now the elder son, who was outside in the field, as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music, and he, heard, he saw dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked him, What's going on in my house? And he said unto him, Your brother has come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And he got, he got mad. 
He was jealous. He got angry. And he would not go in. Therefore came his father out and begged him to come into the house. And he answered and said to his father, Lo, or he said, Look, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I against anything thy commandments. And yet thou never gave me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlotters, with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again. He was lost and now he is found. Father, I want to say happy Father's Day to you, my Father, for being my heavenly Father, whom I've never seen, but I know you're real. And I look forward to the day that I see you. And Lord, I pray that you bless this reading of your holy word today. Bless the hearer. Bless the speaker. In Jesus' name, amen. You might be seated. As you've noticed, I have forgotten my glasses today. So, uh, we'll do the best we can. Someone said, well, you want to use mine? I said, no, I don't want to see things like you do. <laughs> so, I will try to see things the way I need to see things. I remember the day that Lynn told me that she was pregnant for the first time. <clears throat> oh, I got excited. I thought, my, I'm going to be a daddy. And yay. I heard a story about this man the first time that he was going to become a dad. <clears throat> he didn't want to be big and all announce it, but he went out in the backyard and there was a five-gallon barrel out there uh, that the lid was off of it and said he would go out there about every other day and stick his head down in that barrel and say, Daddy! He just wanted to hear it ring back. He was getting ready. But I, I think about those days that, that Lynn told me I was so excited. And I want to tell you today... I'm still excited when my phone rings and the voice on the other end it says, Hey, Dad, how you doing? What you doing? How are you doing? I'm always excited to hear their voices. Also on that telephone sometimes they say, Dad, are you busy? I said, Yes, I'm busy, but what do you need? I have time for you. Many times I break off what I'm doing to go see what they need and to do my part to help them. I'm also excited when I see the cars coming down the driveway. A lot of times, very early in the morning before daylight, I'll hear this old Dodge truck coming, and I know who it is. And it's amazing. We'll jump up, because <laughs> most of the time we're still in the bed. <laughs> we jump up and turn the bedroom light on so he can look in there and see. And if he toots a horn, we know that he saw us, and, and that makes us happy. And so, uh, you know, those telephone calls, those coming down the driveway, and today, Lord willing, they're going to be coming down the driveway. And another privilege I always look forward to, and that's sitting on the front porch in the rocker with my guys listening to the stories of how hard Daddy was. And I said, yes, I was hard, probably too hard, but I said, look how you turned out. Look how you turned out, guys. Look at the photograph. I praise God for that. Now listen to me. If your daddy's living, he may have been hard on you. But you need to hug his neck. You may not be a hugger. He may not be a hugger. 
and I'd lasso him. I'd let him know how much you love him. If it wasn't for him, you might not be here. I praise God for our daddies. And I think about those times. And in my, this month, 1982, I came to Oconee County. That's 39 years ago. I have seen a lot of daddies do what daddy's supposed to do. I've seen a lot of children put daddy in a rest home and hardly ever go see them. I have watched daddies put up their living to buy their youngin out of trouble, to only have that youngin turn against them. I've seen it, guys, with my own eyes. Don't let that happen. My daddy wore my hind end out. I never hated my daddy. I loved him. And to this day, I still honor him by working hard. I had a strong daddy who laid brick for 45 years. He took care of his family. I think many times, what could I do differently? You know, as time goes by, we look back and we think, wow, I wished I had done this. But my daddy took me hunting. My daddy took me fishing. My daddy went to church. My daddy worked. I went to school. But on Saturday, a lot of Saturdays, I was digging mortar with a hoe. It's with a mattock and a shovel. Wasn't no backhoe. It was a one tired wheelbarrow and one tired youngin come evening. But my daddy did things with me. I had the opportunity of taking our boys hunting, fishing, hey, taking them camping. I miss those days. Going to the ball game and watching them. I miss those days. Can't bring none of that back. But I'm thankful that I did that. And my boys, you know, I, I heard this story. There were three, three little boys talking about their daddy. And one of the little boys said, hey, my daddy knows the mayor of the city. Another little boy said, well, that ain't nothing. <laughs> my daddy knows the governor of our state. Another little boy thought a minute. He said, well, guys, my daddy knows God. Wow, my daddy knows God. One of our boys said, when he was getting ready to leave home, going to get married and move out, son, I hope I've taught you everything that you know to be a husband and to hopefully be a daddy. And this is what he said. Daddy, you taught God. What more could a daddy do? That would be more important. You might say, my daddy never spent any time with me. Let me tell you, you don't have but one. You may have a stepdaddy, but you ain't got but one real daddy. And if he's already gone, you can still praise God for him. Bible says, honor your mama and your daddy that the days on this earth might be long. 
You know, I think of my 92-year-old uncle and 92-year-old aunt. have honored their mama and their daddy. Well, I want to share with you today about a compassionate daddy. Hopefully you got your little outline there and you'll write in the words that's uh, left blank there. And that you take this and use this. And as a daddy, if you're not this, that you could become this. First of all, uh, a compassionate daddy uh, will be faithful. And when I thought about being faithful, you know, that daddy's going to be faithful to his wife. And the children are going to see just how faithful that daddy is to mama. That daddy also is going to be faithful to his children. You know, a compassionate daddy is going to give up in order to be there for their child, whether it be a boy or a girl. They're going to be there for them. Listen, you might say, you know, I just don't have time. Let me tell you something. Time if you don't do it now, you'll never get to do it. And you'll look back one day and you'll have all kinds of regrets. A compassionate daddy is faithful to his wife. He's faithful to his children. He's faithful to his job. Preparing and earning a living to try to support the family that God has given them. I never will forget such a sad thing. We were meeting with a bunch of men, and we're talking about our daddies, what kind of daddy we may have had that helped mold our life. And I'll never forget this young man. Breaks my heart even today. And this is what he said. He said, Preacher Kenny, I don't even know who my daddy is. That's a sad deal, y'all. I don't know who my daddy is. Can you imagine that? Not knowing who your daddy is? Now, there are children who's in the war who were killed while they were babies, and they didn't know who their daddy was other than a picture. And I say that about that picture. What kind of picture does your children have of you? A compassionate daddy is not only going to be faithful, but he's going to be an advocate. You know what that means? Jesus is our advocate. What I pray for, my heart's desire for, Jesus speaks to the Father for me because he's my advocate, my lawyer. He is my bridge. He's the one I go to. Well, I as a daddy, you as a daddy, you're an advocate for your children. You go to the Lord for your children. You beg God for your children to be saved. You beg God to get in church. You beg God to be what God wants your children to be. Prayer is powerful. Hello? Let me tell you something. Prayer will move mountains. Prayer will move oceans and rivers and streams. And I don't know, I don't ever remember telling my daddy thank you for his prayers for me. I don't think I did. But I thank God that I was born into a home where my daddy loved the Lord. I have what I call a funeral Bible. It's got all my funeral stuff in it, things that I've done. 
And on the very cover of that Bible, there's a name at the bottom engraved in that name, and it said Luther Owen. That was my daddy. His Sunday school class, and every member, every man in the class signed that Bible. And I look back at that now, and I don't think there's but one living that was in that class that gave my daddy that Bible and thanked him for his teaching. You see, he not only taught at church, but he taught at home. He was stout. He was strong. He was sincere. And I praise God for him. A third thing, a compassionate daddy is going to be true. He's going to be real. He's going to be genuine. And he's going to be a daddy that can be trusted. That can be trusted. I don't ever remember a time that I didn't trust my daddy. Daddy loved to fish. I was in high school. We're supposed to be in a talent show on a Saturday night. We got up that morning, well, the Friday night, he said, I want you to go fishing with me tomorrow. I said, okay, Daddy, but you know I got a talent show to, tomorrow night now, and I need to be back for that. Oh, I'll have you back, I promise. I promise. Old 1956 Chevrolet truck hooked to that big old solid mahogany boat. Vince had a 35-horsepower Evan Rude motor on it. We went up to Easton Alley, went down by a fireplace, stopped at Mr. Peace's store and bought some bait and, and bought some uh, tackle and what have you. Went on down behind South Union Baptist Church, Sammy. Put in down there and went up to Easton Alley, up there where the trees are sticking out of the lake, tied up. Man, we began to catch crappy like crazy. Well, I'm thinking, I don't know what time it is. <laughs> After a while, Daddy said, we better go. We untied, we fired up, we didn't get going no place hard, that old boat quit. Mm -mm. <laughs> that wasn't good. We flagged everybody we could flag. So finally some old man, he's pulled over and said, can we help you? He said, yes, sir. He said, we need a tow back down to the landing down there behind South Union. I'm going that away. Hooked us up, drug us down there. Daddy backed that old 56 Chevrolet truck deck down in there, had a tilt trailer. We loaded that boat on there, and that thing was heavy. Got in the truck, and the ramp then, I mean, it was basically OB, hadn't been there in a year. It was steep. My goodness, it was steep. Put it in low gear, started out through there, and a the tire started spinning. So, me, this ain't good. Boy, Daddy, he was getting upset, and he backed down a little bit, and he'd hit it again, and I'm not teasing. My Daddy was so serious about getting me home, he spun that tire till it blowed out. We had a spare, jacked it up. Now, this thing's sitting like that, y'all. Got the spare on it. He said, uh, this thing ain't going to pull it out. Daddy had an anchor rope. It was over 100 foot long. He said, we're going to scotch this boat and unhook it. Scotch it and unhook it. Took the truck to the top of the hill, run that rope down there and hooked to the trailer and drug it out of there. He kept apologizing. Daddy, don't worry about it. He got me home in time to get a bath, to get my instrument, and I w was in that talent show that night. My daddy was true. He was truthful. He could be trusted. And I thought back many times, don't you know that my daddy's heart was broken that day three or four times until he knew we were at home and we were safe 
and I got to the talent show, which he promised me he would have me at. You see, a compassionate daddy also will be a hallowed daddy. What does that mean, preacher? One who's holy, one who loves the Bible, one who loves God, one who loves his church, one who loves his fellow man. You see, a daddy uh, needs to be a helper in any way he can. Well, you know, God's got me to the point at 74 years old, uh, I, I draw so secure my retirement and my church. And I told our boys, I said, listen, if you need me, I will help you. You don't have to pay me anything. I'll just be glad to be out there with you. And that's happening now that I go and I do and I'll help lay rock or brick or block or whatever because I want to be, I want to be with them every chance I get because I think many days, you know, one day I won't walk across that yard. One day I won't be sitting in that rocker watching my boys come home. One day those boys will still be coming home, but Daddy won't be there. I want them to have good memories. You see, a compassionate Daddy, number five, a compassionate daddy will be an earnest daddy. One who is honest. One who will say, I love you. And not only tell you, but show you things that I know that I love you. But sad to say in this world today, we have a many a daddy who is AWOL. Absent, without leave. Walked out and left their family. I'm going to tell you something, guys. If you know somebody like that, you need to tell them, son, you are going to stand before God one day and you're going to give an account of the way you supported those children because I made you a daddy and you walked out. It's never too late to walk back in. <clears throat> now, your children, they may not accept you, but if you don't make an attempt, hey, it's just like that son who wrote a letter to mom and daddy it's in his desire to come back home. You see, in those days, that prodigal son had no way of writing a letter and getting a letter to his daddy. But you see, the Spirit of God was working in the heart of that daddy. And every day that daddy would go and look as far as he could see, trying to see the head of that boy come over that hill. I can't imagine the heartache that that daddy felt, but he never gave up. And when he came, the Bible says that he ran. He didn't wait for the boy to get to him. He ran to that boy, throwed his arm boy, kissed that boy, had a coat put on him, a ring on his finger, shoes, and had a big party. He, not one time in the Scripture you see that that daddy say, you sorry, low-down thing, I wouldn't have never come back. What are you doing coming back home? No, because that daddy had a compassion, and he was ready to forgive. Daddies are ready to forgive, but the child just won't face up to the facts. You know, if you're saved, you're going to be in heaven one day. And it's going to be sad if things had not been made right here when you get to heaven. Now, on another note, you may have been abusive to your daddy. Your daddy 
But let me tell you something. We have a heavenly father who has an advocate named Jesus who you can pray to and say, Father, forgive me for the way I treat daddy. And if your daddy was saved and you're saved, you're going to see him again. And let me tell you something. I believe it's going to be the same reunion in heaven that we find there where our father is going to love us our earthly fathers are going to love us if they're in heaven and they're not even going to bring up all that abuse and mistreatment you know I am part of what I am because of who my daddy was I go back home occasionally went recently to I forget the guy I don't remember who he was but he said one of those Visits back there, he simply says, you're Luther Owen's son, aren't you? Yes, sir, I am. Proud to say, yes, I am. Well, when we think about those things, the last uh, point there in your little outline, a compassionate daddy is going to be a daddy that's ready. Now, I want you to listen to these things. Ready to reward their children for a job well done. I'm still doing that. I'm still doing that. Our oldest is in his 40s. Our youngest is in late 30s. I still do that. You know, they have needs. God's blessed me with the means that I can help. Now, I'm not talking about buying them out of trouble, guys. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about awarding them. You know, I tell them, over and over. Thank you for being good boys. Ready to reward them. Ready to encourage them along the way. Ready to be responsible and to help them in the raising of their children. Train up a child. When he's old, he'll not depart from it. We must do that. The Bible says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Mean what you say and say what you mean. Ready to romance, to romance that child. Listen, let me tell you. I'll get hugs today. I'll get handshakes today. I'll get I love you, Daddy, today. And I want to tell you guys who have daughters, you need to date your daughter. You need to take your daughter on her first date. And treat her like you want that young man to treat her. So she'll know if anything's out of line other than this, you take me home. In the days that I dated Lynn, I didn't know this. Well, I forget where it was, her mama or her daddy. And some of you can go back this far. Pay telephones was 10 cents. I didn't know this. Every time she left home with me, she had a dime in her pocket to call home if had to. Most young girls today have a cell phone. You can have a code that you can dial in there that they'll know you're in trouble, you need help. I don't think, girls, listen to me, don't think you're going to change him. You ain't going to change him. Only God can. And if he didn't get changed before I say I do, you can forget it. You know, I tell young couples when I, 
when I counsel them, I said, let me tell you something now. If I detect alcohol anywhere uh, at the rehearsal and or the wedding, you can count me out because I'm walking out. You can get to be sitting there at the altar by yourself because it's senseless. If you're going to drink, you can drink somewhere outside the wedding. Be ready to give an account of every idle word. Listen, every idle word is that we're going to be held responsible. It's time that we as daddies done what was right. And if you are an AWOL daddy, you need to get far today. Whether they will accept you or not, but for goodness sakes, do your part. And if your daddy's living, you need to say, if he's too far away, then you give him a call on the phone. And if he hangs up on you, you've done your part. You've called him. You know, a second thing you can do, not only call him, you can write him a letter. Because I believe with all my heart, he'll read that letter. Sooner or later, he'll read that letter. Have you wrote that letter? Have you accepted Christ as your Savior? You know, it's important we do these things. We're not put here to stay. We're only passing through. So I say to all of you, be a good daddy. Be the best dad you can be. So when it's all over, you can say, I did the best I could. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for to call you our Father. Thank you for the privilege of standing in this place today. Lord, to see all the men that stood across this sanctuary this morning. God, I thank you for every one of them. And Lord, I want them to know right from this pulpit that I love them, I support them, and I'm here for them. And Lord, I pray now as Susan comes to lead us in our hymn of invitation, whatever decision needs to be made throughout this congregation, that they would do so today in Jesus' name. Amen. Susan, you come. What are we singing? Please stand as we sing Just As I Am.
Brother Odell Boyle, some would you come this morning and dismiss us? Thank you so much for being here today. And all of you fathers, happy Father's Day to you. Thank you for your faithfulness to God, to this place. And if you will, pass your care card to the closest aisle. And uh, our usher guys will be coming by to get these. Make sure you turn those in. And all of you guests that are here today, thank you so much for coming and being a part of a special day in the life of First Baptist Church. And if you don't have a church home, hey, or you're not happy at your church home, uh, we'll make you fit in somewhere. Uh, you can sit with me, preach with me, teach with me, whatever it takes to get you faithful to the Lord and, and become a part of uh, First Baptist Church. I hope you'll have a good afternoon. No service tonight. Enjoy the time uh, with your family today. Brother Odell. Our most gracious Heavenly Fathers, we come to you again. We're so thankful for this another opportunity to be back in thy house. Lord, we pray for all those that's here this morning and on our prayer list. You know each and every need that's in that life, whether it be a physical, a spiritual, or financial needs, or whatever it may be, Lord, you know it. I pray, Lord, that you just bless each and every in accordance to thy will. As the preacher was speaking this morning, for all those that send the convalescent homes this morning, Lord, that the family don't go check on them or take care of them or anything, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you just be with them today and be with the caregivers that help take care of each and every one that's in the homes and the hospitals today. I pray, Lord, that you just be with each and every one of us when we leave and go our separate ways. For all the fathers, Lord, I pray, Lord, you just give us all a good day. So we can say it was another great day in the Lord. Watch over us, lead and guide, direct us, and protect us. Till it's the next appointed time. In the precious name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. <clears throat>